Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this, the 19th weekend after Pentecost. We welcome everybody worshiping together uh, here, not only those who are here in the building, but also those who are online today. Uh, just a reminder for those who are online, we, uh, on our website, chapelofthecross.org, there's a tab for resources. Under that resources tab is the uh, bulletin for this, for this service. You can follow along there. Also, under, under, uh, in that website, well, you will find a give tab so you can give your offering to the Lord in his church. Regarding our online worship, today we are starting the new live stream uh, to use the, the new live stream and recording equipment. The installation of that new equipment was made possible by a generous donation by Barb Gibson in honor and loving memory of Martha Lubert, Walter Roschke, and Bill Gibson. We certainly thank God for Barb's gift and for that opportunity, as our, as our mission statement says, to share the love of Jesus to the people of North County and beyond. And certainly this, this uh, equipment helps us fulfill that mission statement to share the love of Jesus to those who are beyond our walls here and even our community in North County. What is different from our old system, other than no longer having the camera and the tripod here in the middle aisle, um, is that we now have three cameras. Perhaps you've noticed that over the, uh, these weeks. There's two on either side and one in the back. And, and the service will be streamed to the internet live. So in the past, we recorded the service and then we posted it to the, to the internet later. Now it is live, and for those who are at home, it's kind of like watching live TV. As it is streamed live, it's also recorded, so you can watch the, the recorded service later on. We will normally be live streaming and recording the 11 a.m. Sunday service. However, because tomorrow we hope to be outside for worship, depending, depending on the weather, we are live streaming this Saturday evening service this weekend. We thank our volunteers that are involved with that part of this, this service. We've got 10 or 11 people helping, and certainly a big thanks to Ann Meyer, who, who really helped us get this up and running. So having said all of that, uh, if you've got any questions about the live stream, how this works, what it means for chapel, uh, please go ahead and ask me about that. A number of other announcements for you today. Uh, as most of you are probably aware, on Monday, September 27th, the St. Louis County Department of Health issued a face covering mandate for all individuals who are age five and older while indoors in public spaces, such as here at Chapel of the Cross when we have indoor worship and, and other gatherings here at church. Uh, since wearing a face covering is, is a St. Louis County requirement while indoors at chapel, and in consideration of your brothers and sisters in Christ, we do request that the entire chapel family wear face coverings while this mandate is in effect. Next Saturday, October 9th, from 10 to 12 noon, Mike Miller of Day 3 Seeds will once again be sharing uh, information and, and his knowledge and his expertise. If you've never been to one of Mike's uh, little seminars, I encourage you to come. They're very informative. They're, they're wonderful, especially as how, how he explains how this growing and harvesting, how that connects with, with God's word. Um, we're going to do one of those again next Saturday, the 9th, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, as I, as I said, and we're going to have lunch together, too. Mike is going to be providing lunch. We do ask those who come, if you wouldn't mind, to bring a dessert to share, uh, but sign up at the Welcome Center if you can so we can prepare for that, especially for that meal together. Again, that's this upcoming Saturday, October 9th, 10 to 12 noon with lunch following uh, after the little seminar. As you've probably read in the Chapel Weekly, the Bach Society of St. Louis will be holding a concert here at Chapel of the Cross on, on Saturday, October 23rd at 3 p.m. 
and we're very excited to host that concert. It's a, a, a premier choral group of which Chapel's own Mac McEwen is a member. Uh, as perhaps you have also read in the weekly, according to Box Society's regulations, all those who are in attendance will be required to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination or uh, proof of negative COVID-19 test uh, 48 hours before that performance. And everybody will be, will be asked to mask as well. In order to help with those logistics, they are asking all who come to register their attendance. And we'll be doing that through a website. Uh, when we have that website up and running, uh, we will share that information with you. And if, you don't, if you're uncomfortable with that, please call the church office. We'll be happy to help you uh, register your attendance for that. Uh, so stay tuned for more information and put that on your calendar October 23rd at 3 p.m. This weekend throughout the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod is LWML Weekend. Um, if you don't know, LWML stands for Lutheran Women's Missionary League. A wonderful group of ladies which over the years has supported and blessed and prayed for missionaries and ministries all over the world. Uh, we certainly thank God for LWML today and the good work that they do. Uh, many women here at Chapel of the Cross are involved with LWML. And when Pastor Marriott heard that it was LWML uh, weekend, he said, hey, why don't you wear my LWML stole? So this is a stole that LWML gave to him from one of the LWML conventions. So um, uh, in honor of LWML weekend, I get to wear uh, Jim's stole. That's wonderful. Um, one of the ways that LWML funds missionaries and mission work is through their mite offerings. And perhaps you've seen the little mite boxes. Mite offerings are based on that biblical account for, of the widow's mite in Luke 21. And, and uh, in, those mites go, uh, in those mite boxes go pennies and dimes and nickels and quarters. And it doesn't seem to amount to a whole lot. But when you put all those mites together, it amounts to a whole lot. In fact, millions of dollars that fund district and national mission grants. You can gather your mites too. There's mite boxes available at the, at the commons area. Uh, take one home, fill that up with your mites for missions. And speaking of missions and missionaries, the mission and outreach team has decided upon Chapel's mission emphases for the 2021-2022 ministry year. And there are three. Uh, day three seeds, and we're very familiar with day three seeds. Food for the Poor, which is a pan-denominational mission society helping primarily in the Caribbean. And Christian Friends of New Americans, that's a Lutheran ministry to refugees and immigrants here in St. Louis. And because of the recent influx of Afghani refugees in the St. Louis area, the mission team designated $1,000 from Chapel's mission funds to Christian Friends of New Americans. And that donation will be matched by Lutheran Foundation of St. Louis. So that's a, a wonderful thing. And if you want to add to that $1,000, uh, feel free to write a check or put some cash in one of those envelopes that you see in the pew. Just mark it refugees, and we'll make sure that we get it to uh, Christian Friends of New Americans, and that also will be matched. One final item, and I'm sorry, there's a lot of items to share with you tonight, but one final thing. Your third quarter contribution statements are ready and available at the Welcome Center. Uh, those are in that box alphabetically by last name, so go ahead and find yours and take that home, knowing that, that your church is very grateful for your continued uh, good stewardship. God's blessings to you as we worship this day. We begin by singing together our opening hymn, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, hymn number 549 in our hymn book, or it's printed in your bulletin, and we stand to sing it together.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, 
bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the strength of all who trust you, help us to live according to your design and to treasure both your word of command and your word of forgiveness. Make our lives to be signs of your life and the instruments of renewal in our world. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. The Old Testament reading is from the second chapter of Genesis. The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air, and the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord caused the man to fall asleep into a deep sleep. And when he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother 
and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read responsively Psalm 128. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessing and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your sons will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus the man blessed who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem. And may you live to see your children's children. Peace be unto The original reading is from the second chapter of Hebrews. We must pay more, atten- more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For if the message spoken by angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, the gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking, but there is a place where someone has testified. What is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. And put everything under him. God left nothing that is not subject to him. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. And bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. But the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers in the presence of the congregation. I will sing your praises. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, he says, here I am, and the children of God has given me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you, he replied. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. It was because your hearts were hard, 
that Moses wrote you this law? Jesus replied, but at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his arms on them, and he blessed them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated as we sing our hymn of the word, hymn 863 of the Lutheran service book, Our Father by Whose Name.
mercy and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for the sermon this day is that story from the end of the gospel reading from Mark chapter 10. I'd like to read that, that wonderful little text one more time. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God, like a little child, will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, I love this text. No. If there's a text where you see the loving and the inviting and the caring and the encouraging and the welcoming heart of God, it's right here. And it's no wonder that we speak a portion of this text every time that we have a baptism here at Chapel of the Cross. As a child is baptized at this font, this is a, it's just a beautiful replay of this text. Jesus loving. Jesus inviting, Jesus caring, Jesus encouraging, Jesus welcoming his children to receive his gifts. But also in the context of this story, we see several groups of people here. Two others besides the children. We have this group of children with their moms, but there are two other groups around Jesus that day. And they're so very different from that group of children that was receiving Jesus' blessing. First group is a bunch of Pharisees. Did you notice why they came to Jesus that day? It was not to have Jesus bless them. It was not to listen to him. It was not to receive his gifts. They came to test him trick him, to trip him up. In their pride and their arrogance, they wanted to show him up in front of the crowds. They already had their minds made up about what they asked Jesus about, about that topic of divorce. They just wanted Jesus to say something unfavorable. They wanted to turn the crowds against him. And if they did that, they thought in their pride and in their arrogance, well, they would look better then. Jesus answers those 
pride-filled men with words that we speak at every wedding that we conduct here at Chapel of the Cross. A man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. That's what I think about divorce, Jesus says. Popular or not. That's what God thinks about divorce. And then the, the Gospel of Luke tells us that Jesus told a story. Told a story about two men who came into the temple to pray. And one of them, he walked into the temple with his head held high. He, he, he kind of stood there and he looked around a little bit for a minute. And then, then he started to pray. God, I am sure glad I'm not like these other people because I am good and I've got standards and my standards are high. I never steal. I never commit adultery. I fast. I give a good offering in the offering plate. I am a good man. And all those Pharisees standing around listening, they said, oh, you know what? He's talking about us. That's me. I'm good. And then Jesus said, there's another man. He came into the temple that day too. And he did not lift up his head. He kind of shuffles into the temple and he, he begins to pray too. And he says, you know, God, I really don't deserve to be here because I'm a sinner. But I'm coming here today because I know that you have mercy for sinful people. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And all those good, those important Pharisees standing around Jesus, they're saying, well, that's not me. I'm not a sinner. I'm not like that guy. And then the surprise. Jesus says, one of those two men went home justified. One went home with God's blessing. One went home happy and a blessed man. And they're all saying, oh, we know which one. And Jesus turns the tables. It's the second one. The one who did not think he was so good. He went home justified. He went home blessed. That one who could come to his Lord and say, Lord, I've got a problem. I've got a need, and only you can help me. He went home justified. And those Pharisees, they left Jesus, they all leave, and they're muttering to themselves, well, what is this? The bad guy gets justified. That doesn't make any sense. And Jesus is alone. Alone except for a little group of people. The Bible says that there were some mothers that stayed behind with their children. And it's interesting the way the gospel writers talk about this. Matthew and Mark, they talk about small children there. Luke says that the mothers had infants. They had babies so I guess there may be a few of each, some babies, some small children. And the mothers were waiting there, waiting for a chance to see Jesus alone. You know, I, I really don't think they wanted to bother him when the crowds were all around, and surely they're not going to bother him when he's talking to those important Pharisees. So they wait until everybody is gone, and, and they're ready to go up to Jesus so he might touch their children, he might bless them, he might pray over them. 
Except there's one other group of people there that day. The disciples are there too. So now these, these mothers are coming with their children to the Savior while he's sitting there by himself. And as they approach the Savior, the disciples say, hey, wait a minute, where are you going? You're not going anywhere, ladies. You've got a gut bunch of kids with you, and kids, they're, they're loud, they're disruptive. A few of them might have colds or something. We don't give that to the Savior. He talks to important people anyway. He doesn't deal with kids. He doesn't have time for this. He's too busy. If you know what kind of day he's had, you wouldn't come. It's not easy dealing with the Pharisees. And the Bible says that the disciples scolded those women, rebuked them. And they wouldn't like the comparison, I'm sure. But the disciples are not a whole lot different than the Pharisees. Arrogant and filled with pride. They're arrogant in regards to the importance of those little children. And in their arrogance and in their pride, they become a hindrance to those little ones. What does Jesus want to do with those children? Well, the Bible says he wants to take them into his arms and bless them. But sometimes, people knowingly or unknowingly, they do what the disciples did, and they get in the way. Sometimes, people knowingly or unknowingly do what the Pharisees did, and let their sinful pride and arrogance become a hindrance, and they get in the way. Has that happened to you or to me? Probably. So we need a prayer. And we, we, we talked a little bit about prayer last weekend, if you remember, that prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, remember? We need to pray a powerful and effective prayer as we think through this, this text here in Mark chapter 10. And he, here is that prayer that we should pray. Lord, would you help me stay out of the way? Lord, help me stay out of the way. This is a pray, prayer that I pray in several places, actually. One of those places is, is right here in this pulpit. Pastors pray this prayer all the time. Lord, help me to stay out of your way. Because I know that God has word to speak to you. And I know that you need to hear it. So any preacher wants to just get out of the way so that the word of God is to do what it's supposed to do in your heart. Lord, help me stay out of your way. Don't let my pride or my arrogance cause a hindrance to your people. That's not just my prayer, though, is it? Isn't that also your prayer? With the people that we interact with, with the people that we have conversations with, with the people that we even live with, in our sinful pride, in our sinful arrogance, can we not also get in the way and be a hindrance to the Word of God and the way it is supposed to bless others? And we fail to understand how Jesus sees others, how he sees them as truly valuable. And we can be like a pride-filled Pharisee 
And we can be like an arrogant disciple, getting in the way of God's Word. Do you remember Jesus' response to the arrogance and the pride of his disciples? Jesus gets indignant, frustrated, disappointed with his disciples. And then he turns to those children. He turns to those kids and he invites them to come. And I, I kind of picture it in my mind how he does it, kind of getting down on the ground on their level, big smile on his face, open arms. Okay, kids, come on over. It's all right. I'd love to see you. And then he turns to his disciples. Let those children come to me. Don't stop them. For to those kids belongs the kingdom of God. And then he says, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child, you will never enter it. You let those kids come to me. Don't get in the way. Don't stop them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Isn't that interesting? Unless you become like a little child, one who is ready to walk with me and come with me and follow me, says Jesus, you cannot enter the kingdom. That's childlike faith. It's so simple, so clear, so honest, devoid of pride, devoid of arrogance. That's a child's faith. A child's faith is a beautiful thing. Even when there's trouble or there's problems, what does a child do? I remember this in my life when I was a kid. I, I see it in my kids today. When I was a kid, I, I spent my summer days playing outside with the other boys in our neighborhood and as you can probably imagine, you stick a few boys together and give them some time alone. Well, they're going to have a good time. <laughs> and they're going to have some adventures. We didn't have the internet to entertain us, so we entertained ourselves. Climbing trees and exploring the woods and playing baseball and football, digging in the dirt. And sometimes, entertaining ourselves would not only lead to a good time and not only lead to adventures, sometimes entertaining ourselves would lead to injury. And when I found injury, do you know what as a kid I would do? I would run home. I ran home having faith that my mom or my dad would help and things would get better. Now, when I would run home and find my mom or dad, do you know what usually would happen? Things got better. They'd pull out the Bactine and the Band-Aids, or they would head off with me to the doctor for some stitches, or they would simply give me a hug and wipe away the tears. And now, this happens with my kids, even my older kids. Last night, my son Nate calls me from college, and he says, so, and whenever your child from college calls, and his first words out of his mouth are, so, you know, something's up. So I was playing football with some friends and 
I think I hurt my ankle. And we FaceTimed, and he showed us his swollen ankle, and we talked about, about ice in his ankle and taking some Advil and, and elevating his foot. And if it gets worse, go to, the, go to the urgent care. What do you do? Even if you're a pretty self-sufficient 18-year-old in college, when you get into trouble, you run home. What do you do? Even if you're a pretty self-sufficient 18 or 48 or 80-year-old, you run home. Because even if we are not a child, we do have a childlike faith. A childlike faith in our God that in whatever situation we are in, He will be with us. That's His promise. He will take care of us. That's His promise. And by His grace and His love and His mercy and His forgiveness, He will make it better. Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. He invites Every single one of us, right now. Little children, he calls us. That's what he calls you, and that's what he calls me. Let the little children come to me, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Become like a little child in your faith. Little children. Doesn't sound like much of a compliment, does it? Little kids, little children. Oh, but it is. That's the greatest compliment your Savior could give you. You are a child of God with a childlike faith. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our common Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed that's printed for you on page 10 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, Light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
Please rise as you are able for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Send us, Lord Jesus, as you were sent. Send us as children of the light to go to the lost, the last, and the least. Send us to the places where you wish us to go. Send us with the good news of your love in Christ and all the hope it inspires. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, because there are people you love in places where we cannot go, move us to be gracious in our commitment to support those who take your love to these places. We especially ask for your blessings upon our mission partners, Food for the Poor, Day 3C, and Christian Friends of New Americans. Empower them by the Spirit in their work and empower us to be faithful in supporting them with our resources, our prayers, and our signs of encouragement. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Thank you, O oh God, for the great mission work of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League. Encourage the members of the LWML to assist each woman of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, in affirming her relationship with the triune God, so that she is enabled to use her gifts in the ministry to people of the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, rest your blessings on those who lead us in this and every nation, that everywhere people may enjoy freedom, justice, and peace. Protect the weakest among us and guide and defend those who protect us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of love, grant healing and peace to all who are affected, afflicted in body or mind. Today, we especially remember those who are hospitalized, ill or infirm, including Richard Mason, Henry Scott, and Leon Steinbrick as he recovers from surgery. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, we give you thanks for the saints who have departed this life in faith and now rest from their labors. We also pray for those who mourn. Today we especially remember the family and loved ones of Ilsa Harnick, who died in the Lord this past Friday. May your comfort, your peace, and your promises give them strength to meet the days ahead. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we give thanks this day with those celebrating special milestones of your grace, especially Heather Meyer and her family as they celebrate her 25th birthday this week, and Mike and Ellen Smith as they celebrate their 40th wedding anniversary tomorrow. We thank and praise you for your gifts, good gifts, Lord. Continue to lead and guide and bless your children. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who having created all things, took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake, he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of Remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please remain standing as we sing our closing hymn. Praise my soul, the King of Heaven, hymn 793 in the Lutheran service book. Oh! <laughs>